We have Bruce live in the locker room and Tallahassee celebrating on the field with the Fleurs. <laughs> and, and I don't know why. Like, we were able to run the ball so well in the first half, to, especially to the left side. And then all of a sudden, we started to abandon it. And like I said, it, there is some inconsistency. How are they going to approach this game? How are they going to beat this Florida State team? Well, we're going to break you guys. Um, and, and, okay, uh, that's it. The show is over. In, 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 in the story, we're going to break you guys. Look, and, and I, I'm joking, but it's Lord, the climb, the climb continues, KD. Oh my okay. God! I am sweating. I am... Look, look at my heart. Look, I, I, look, 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 look. You know what? Yeah, I, I have so much to say. All right, and welcome back to Sentinel Sideline 365. I am KB, and as always with me is the old man. We are with you on you, with you on a Saturday. Sorry, it's been a long week. We're back with you on the Saturday, right before the Super Bowl. So we're glad that you're here with us, whether you're watching live or later on. Thanks for coming by. And yeah, there's, uh, you know, it's the offseason. Portal is now sort of officially closed, but... Does it ever really close? You never know in this era of college football. But yeah, we're back. We're glad to be back with you discussing Knowles because there's always something going on with Florida State, whether it's with conference uh, lawsuits or it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, conference lawsuits or, you know, schedules, discussing schedules or it's the NFL draft that's coming up. Something we'll discuss, do our little uh, way too, you know, too early uh, draft forecast because, you know, with the NFL season coming to a close, you know, it's starting to get exciting around that about where the star players of Florida State are going to go and where they may land. So we'll have a little bit of fun discussing that tonight with you guys. Um, and yeah, and the old man's got a lot of different topics he's been uh, looking at on Twitter because, as you know, as all Florida State fans know, uh, Twitter's always a buzz with rumors and uh, news and, and my and, comments yeah and, and yeah and the old man and i put my right. name on my comments so they're not associated with you if there's no name on it then that's generally kb mine are signed the old man yes yes so so thanks again so bring your comments thanks for coming by and uh yeah we'll uh we'll have a uh, hopefully a fun show tonight and uh we'll uh, have some good discussion so uh old man before we get into it uh anything or how, how's everything been going on your i know it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a show here well my softball team has been crushed three weeks in a row okay we have some scoring issues Today, we had five players missing. I wasn't planning on playing because I've had kind of a meniscus issue in my left knee. But I was fully dressed out for the game. You All know, right. it was going to be no reps. I, you know, I told the coach, I'm not ready probably to go. I need to lay off this, the doctor said. Uh, you know, I always try to run really, really hard. And the last two weeks has kind of chewed up my knee a little bit. So we're down a, a player. I have to go into the game. I have to go in. I started. I started. Now start. I started. I got my knee brace on and go two for three. 
two for three, oh, one oh, legging man. it, one legging because I knew I had to hit the ball into the outfield. If I hit any ground balls, I wasn't even going to run uh, because <laughs> I don't want to damage the knee more. But I hit, a, I hit some good shots into the outfield, two for three, and we got crushed 14 to two. <laughs> We we are upside down. You know how the turnover ratio is. Yeah. We're like we're like uh, minus thirty five right now. So and we moved up a division because we had a great season uh, in the uh, what is this the winter in the fall season we had a great and they and they moved us up a division and we're getting crushed. Maybe so. that uh, maybe it's not always. Just so, like football, maybe it's always not good for schools to move up the division. So with uh, all of that, I need my medicine tonight. We're, <laughs> we're going with a non-sponsor, Heineken. Just give us a buzz. We'll be glad yeah. to. You can't go wrong with the old there go. Heineken. There we there go. We Look go. at my opener's golf ball. That's cool. There we go. There we go. And I'm drinking my Duncan decaf right now. How's so. your day? How's your day? It's good. It's been like I said, long week, long week. Everyone's working hard, except for you. You're retired, but uh, yeah, it was, it's been a long week. Been Actually, long I've week. been doing a lot of home projects, which I shared with you. The one, the smart lock, right? The and you had lock. an interesting take on your smart lock, which yeah. you live in the north. The north, I live in the south. You said you yeah. had some freeze-ups, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone else has one of these keypad locks. Where you, I, I actually do Smart like it. I, it's nice because if you have dogs like I do or you're just looking to run a walk, if you live in a walkable kind of uh, neighborhood yeah. or stuff like yeah. that, I like to yeah. walk the things, and I don't like to bring the whole key ring with me and you because know, pockets aren't as deep as they used to be, and that's my rant for the day. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's nice. So you can go, you can just tap your key in, and you can keyless entry, right? Um, but I found like when we got that cold streak a couple of weeks back where it even hit you guys in Florida up here, it was at some point like 10 degrees almost. Really? Um, oh. it, it like, I typed in the key. I went to take the dogs out, typed in the key after oh. I locked the door and it wouldn't let me in. It like oh. door jammed. I was like, Oh my God, am I going to oh. be locked out here? Luckily you're going to freeze to death. <laughs> I did have my key ring on me and I had the backup. Key. Oh God. But I think uh, I think some of these cheaper keyless entry. Well, ones, this isn't a cheap keyless entry. Well, it's not like five hundred dollars either. It, it, it's no, not. No, this is a national brand Quick yeah. Set. Let's call it out. Let's say what it is. It's Quick Set. You have one. I have one. Yes, it's, uh, it's, I know nice. other people who have them without yeah, any issue. Right. Yeah, I no, I, I'm not no, I, and I think it's still, but it was a. I, I think that they there may need to be some, there may be a recall around the temperature warnings. Uh, you should contact Quickset and ask them about it. Well, there may have been some installation error, um, but <laughs> I digress. I digress. So. I know who installed yours, by the way. You should contact see about the warranty. Well, I, you know, we can discuss that. Offline. You know what somebody was saying, and I won't get into who was saying this. A national figure was saying that they were uh, out in uh, Iowa, where it was like minus thirty degrees, and that yeah. the electric vehicles don't work well when it drops below zero. I don't know. I don't. That's, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I know batteries in general can sometimes their 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 charge can be kind of sapped. Um, in general, batteries look like that. I don't know if those big batteries work like that. That may be some propaganda on that. End. Well, in a lot of frigid areas, though, a lot of people use these uh, heated dipsticks for their oil. 
Yeah. You know, if you ever see that, it's plugged in from the garage. It runs to the plugged in dipstick to keep the oil warm, which is a big deal because, you know, when you get below zero degrees, you can do great damage to different things. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hey. Yeah, you might want to figure out how you're going to handle that key issue. Uh, there'll, there'll need to be some, uh, some, uh, yeah, maintenance there. But I digress. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So, like I said, tonight we're going to be talking about our, you could call it way too early draft predictions, but the draft what happens in not April, that. so we're not yeah, too not far away. Really? No. Um, and as we all know, not Super Bowl is happening. If you're watching this live, it's happening on tomorrow. Uh, if, if you're not, it uh, happens uh, on Sunday, but uh, that'll be a great game. Uh, but yeah, we thought it was relevant, fun to start thinking ahead and looking at this because they're, this is one of the first years in a while. It feels like Florida State's got a good number of guys that could go uh, uh, many in many different rounds this year, um, and it's a sign of a of a successful program, right? The more guys you send to the NFL, it shows not only that you're bringing in the right t- caliber of players, um, but you're developing them at a higher level for the next level. Um, so it's good to see. We should get excited, and and it's good to kind of speculate. Once again, we're not. Uh, Mel Kiper, we're not. Uh, what are you talking ESPN. about? We're experts. <laughs> we, we, we don't. We don't uh, watch tape all day. But uh, I think it's just fun to have tape. some speculation and give our uh, give our expert insights into uh, and, and our fans, expect. our viewers. They may disagree with us. Yeah, and, you and know, and that's that. okay. Let us yeah. know. That's, that's okay. what this is about. We we're not here to uh, give you the gospel of Florida State football and tell you what you th- to think, right? Uh, this isn't a Florida State propaganda show like some others may be. Um, we want you to have your own ideas. We want you to have your own thoughts. Um, and this is just a stir conversation. So let's let's get let's get into it. So Florida State has, like we said, a number of draft eligible players. And one of these graphics, if you look at it, um, I'll bring one of them up now. Shows once again, you have a good number of players who are once again not only draft eligible. Um, but have a, a decent ranking in terms of where they rank them in, in position rankings of, of their class uh, that are available in the draft, um, but as well as overall rankings in terms of prospects. So right here, this is 10-plus players that could be uh, potentially drafted. Uh, I'm looking at – I'm looking at – there's many different sites, NFLDraftBuzz.com, just for a comprehensive player list of players from Florida State. So we'll go down the list of these folks and, and, and think about it first. But – but quickly, and we oh, have not we have not pre pre discussed this. We have not. No, you know this isn't scripted. This is going to be our opinions. We may or may or not agree with each other. And if there's viewers out there, weigh in. You know that's the fun of this. It's not. We're not here to sell an agenda. We're not here to hug and kiss everybody to get view clicks. We're we're here to give our opinions. That's what we do. Absolutely. So let's, you just want to go. So what I've done once again is I've kind of created a, a, a kind of chart here where we can give debates and we can kind of find a middle ground if we don't agree on where we think these players should land. Um, and once again, I'll add them to the chart and we can go through and, and determine who we think each of these players from this list, where we think they'll land. Jared Verse, Keon Coleman, Trey Benton, we can go down the list and, and give our thoughts. And then when the time comes and, and the draft comes and goes, we can see how close that is. But I think this is going to be a little bit of a mixture of where our personal opinion 
uh, of where we think these players should go. And and once again, th that's the difficulty of the draft process because some of these players will be going to the combine. We've already had the Senior Bowl for guys like Jared, uh, for guys like Braden Fisk, who was able to participate in that. Jaheim Bell was there as well, participating. So uh, you know, we've seen some of these guys have had the chance to further uh, increase their draft stock in a way. Other guys will have additional ways they can do that in the combine. Um, so once again, we're looking at this from a perspective of where we think they should land potentially and, and where they may deserve to be. And that may be different where obviously teams think they should be picked. Right. So uh, let, let's kind of discuss that right now. And let's start at the top. Jared well, wait Bird. a minute. Let, let's let's you made a comment about the senior bowl. Let's start there for a minute. Okay. Yeah, Let's yeah. start at the Senior Bowl for a minute because yep. I found that a little bit interesting. Uh, like Johnny Wilson, and I get the Senior Bowl. Let's let's face it, that is kind of an interesting bowl in a sense. It's kind of a resume builder for the NFL because it's NFL coaches that yep. are running the show there. Okay, these are active coaches. There's a lot of scouting that goes on not only during the game, but more during the practice sessions that take place. And people may or may not know that. So it's kind of a valuable resource if you need it to help your resume. Now, let's take, for instance, Johnny Wilson was invited to the Senior Bowl. He went to the Senior Bowl. He practiced in the Senior Bowl, but he never played in the game. Mm -hmm. You're you're aware of that, right, KB? Yeah, yeah. I, there was I don't a, know there was a lot why of he didn't play. Out. Yeah, there's a lot of people that went and practiced, but they did not participate in the actual game. So people should understand that. And I don't. I understand that Johnny Wilson and his agent probably say you don't need to risk some stupid injury prior to the draft here coming up in this game. You worked out. And he had, you know, he had a mixed workout, I think, during the practices. One, the first day, he had some drops. The next they day, do a lot of one -on -one he showed drills. up. Yeah, they, they do a lot. lot. So my point is, some of these guys did not play in the game. But one guy who did, as we go through the list, that I know of for sure, and you can contribute to this, yep. is Braden Fisk did participate in practice, and he did participate in the game. He was a last-minute switchover from the team he was assigned to another team. Not that it matters, no, no. but you know, but he it shows was, he wants to play. He he wants it, to play. It shows way. I don't give a damn what yeah. team I'm. I'm going to throw people around anyways. And he actually had a very very good and positive showing during the entire week. Yep. Okay, so there's an example of a guy who said, "I will practice. I will play. I'll do whatever they want me to do." And we had guys, like I said, who didn't play in the actual game. So very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I, I think you got opinion on that. Or? Yeah, I, I, and I think there was different opinions on the Senior Bowl, and and with that many opt outs, I think there was ten to fifteen plus opt outs of the Senior Bowl, and and, and people brought up the debate of like you mean opted out of the game or practice? Yeah, yeah, opted out of the, the game. game, the game. Yeah. And so, and I think the debate was becoming like, is the senior bowl going to be something that doesn't exist soon because yeah. of things like that? Right. And that people, if people are not playing in bowl games, why are they going to risk it at the senior exactly. bowl? Exactly. So like things like this may not 
exist anymore just due to the fact that it, it, it's too much risk and guys don't see the benefit of it. Now, I, I think, like you said, the benefit is the practices where you get to meet some of these coaches who are scouting. You get to go through those one on one drills and stuff like that. Right. But it, especially for the guys that are trying to raise their stock, these things, bowl games are and, and uh, you know, uh, these kind of what do you what showcase games are really going to be the most benefit, obviously, for the guys who are in the mid-tier or undrafted kind of caliber rounds. The Braden Fist, Kalen Deloaches, guys like that who are fighting to get a chance at the NFL or increase their draft stock to make more money, uh, potentially. This is what those games are for. These games are not for the you know, the top 2% of guys who are going to be drafted, right? Those guys had nothing to gain from this kind of process. But really, and the only reason those guys would maybe go is to try to kind of talk to certain teams and say, I want to be on your radar. And, and is that mutual? Um, not, and some of that is is for not because it's not like you know, a team could try to trade up for that player if they, they create a connection, right? Um, you know, because you hear all the time how certain top, five picks or quarterbacks don't want to be drafted by certain teams anymore. Um, and if they create that connection, maybe a team really does fight to trade up for a certain player. But yeah, if you're, if you're a top 30 player, top even 60 player, these kind of showcase games don't really make sense to you. Um, so I, do I think these games will go away? Maybe, but they still mean a lot to guys. Like you just talked about the Braden fist who are, who are fighting, who have fought, to get from Western Michigan to Florida State to now add a chance at the NFL, they mean a lot to guys like that, right? Um, especially when you got shafted out of the playoffs and couldn't really showcase yourself against the highest competition. Um, I, I really do think it means a lot. Now, so, yeah. Let me ask you this. Besides Braden Fisk, because I was kind of looking at the box scores and everything, I didn't see any other FSU players who participated in no. the game. In the game. Did you? No, Jaheim Bell, I think, didn't play. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think I think he was the only big contributor. I, I think he was the only Seminole who, who was invited and No, no, that's not true. Didn't play in the game. No, no, there was multiple invited, but I think he's the only one that played in the game. That played in the game. That's what I meant. Now, in my opinion of that, I don't think Braden Fisk had to play in that game. I think the NFL at this point knows who no. Braden Fisk. Wait, wait a minute. Who knows who Braden Fisk is? Okay, and they can look at his tape the whole season. They've got thirteen games to look at, right? Or fourteen, or whatever the hell it was. We're thirteen and all thirteen and one. You know, but to look at, he didn't play against Georgia, correct? No. Okay, he. 13-0 and 0, he, games to look at where he was a beast, okay? He was the best defensive lineman, in my opinion, on Florida State this year. Uh, so I'm not sure why, why he wanted to play in that, but obviously his agent thought and himself and his team of representatives thought it's worth the go in this. And he, and he, and he showed up and he showed out in that regard. So... We can start from the top, given that. Well, I, I, just one more point on that. I, I do think it does benefit him to play in a game like that. All, if only for the fact to create connections with certain coaches who may, like I said, fight for him to be on their team or not. Because I, I don't think... 
he is high on guys draft boards right now i think he is showcasing what he has and he may be definitely he's definitely in my opinion should be drafted and we'll discuss that and debate that but i think that week gives guys opportunities to create those connections and really you know if a guy coach falls in love with a player then like you like i said that can almost guarantee that they will go ahead and fight to draft that kid right so i think for a guy like that it's not only what you show on tape, but if he can create a great impression on a coach in that kind of environment right there, that's where it benefits him. A guy that may be a mid, mid-draft mid guy, not a top three-round guy, but a mid-draft guy, he may get an extra round or two higher because he created that connection where a team fell in love with him or a coach fell in love with him where he's like, I saw what that guy can do. I had a great, you know, I made a connection with him. I want to get him because I know he can make an impact versus just watching tape on a player. Uh, that, that's yeah, and, and let's face it, the Florida State coaching staff gets calls from NFL scouts where yeah. they show up and they start asking, you know, about certain guys. And yeah. so they're going to get asked about any of these guys. Now, this list concerns me a little bit. And I think I'm looking at the same list or have been the same list you're looking at, which yeah. is the, what is it called? Draft NF- buzz. Draft, at, draft buzz. buzz. Something bothers me about this. And number one is, where the hell is Deloach on this list? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know if Kalen Deloach is getting a ton of draft buzz but right assume, now. I guess they're assuming he's not on this list because he's he's more likely to be a free agent signee. Okay, so that's why he doesn't show up on this list that we're using. This isn't our list. This is a list off that website. Uh Okay, and Maurice Smith, I thought he had another year. Did I miss something there? No, Maurice Smith is coming. He's back. So that's why is he on here? Because I think he's he was eligible. Like I I think that's the difference here. Like I said, this this once again, this isn't like the end all be all site. I think I understand. Just use it as a Uh, we're just using it as as a reference guide, but we want people to know this isn't our list. Okay. We're just gonna use it as reference. Okay. Yeah, you ready to go? Yep. Ready to go. Ready to go. All right. Okay. So, so we can start at the top. Um, we can start at the top of that list as a reference point. So Jared Verse, obviously, he was the guy that was most hyped two years ago. Um, who many thought could could have opted out and went straight to the NFL. He came comes back for another year, puts up very similar numbers, especially towards the end of the year. He really came on towards the ACC title game uh, and, and closing out the year strong with that defensive line. Um, Know, obviously transferred from Albany and, and had two strong years at Florida State. He's got he's got everything you want: size, speed, six four, two sixty. Um, ha- has a great motor. Uh, you know, things against him always were: does is he just a strength guy? Does he have the technique? And I think he's gotten better with his technique. And I think two years at Florida State did help him get better um, with that. And and often at Florida State, you saw him get double teamed and. Uh, so like I, I think this is obvious is that I, I think he can even I think he has a higher ceiling too. I don't think we've seen the best of Jared Verse. I think going to the NFL, he'll he'll have the ability to develop even more his tools. I, I still think he's very raw in his ability um and what he can do. So I, I'm gonna say for Jared, I, I would put him obviously first round. I, I don't think this is really a debate. Yeah, uh let's uh, remind everybody. Uh, and I had to refresh my mind that generally, and this has fluctuated in the NFL, but this year's draft, this should be seven rounds. Okay. Yep. is 32 teams. So uh, 
the first round is going to be picks 1 through 32, unless I'm missing something, okay? Now, the question is, is Jared Verse a top 32? Is he one of the top 32 players in the country coming out? Yeah. I got I got to believe he is. I got to yeah. believe Jared Verse. Everything that I've read, everything I've seen, and obviously we've seen him play every game. Okay, Jared Verse came back and and improved his stock. He needed to come back. He was able to basically avoid any major injuries. Uh, I question his ability to stop the run. A little bit. I'm not saying he's inadequate. Uh, I think that's going to be his greatest challenge for development is stopping the run. We know he can get up the field. He's probably going to have to perfect his technique a little bit better because he's going to be playing against the best offensive tackles in 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 the game. Okay, he's going to be playing against seasoned veterans of the NFL. So. Uh, but given all of that, he is probably the most recognized name on the Florida State roster going to the draft. And so, yes, I will place Jared Verse into the first round. I'm not going to get into what number it's going to be. There's plenty of that stuff out there, uh, I, unless you're going to get into that. I, I just say he's going to be first round. Yeah, I, I think he's great between the first and third overall defensive ends. I, I don't think there's any question that, you know, he, he, he's a first round pick and he has first round talent beyond, like I said, I think he's got a room, a lot of room for growth. So uh, I, I think we'll agree there. Uh, next up, we will, uh, Keon Coleman. He is, he's probably rated the, the second, potentially the second best recruit, uh, or second best prospect out of Florida state right now, uh, based on his physical tools. I mean, this was a guy that obviously really broke out, uh, you know, you knew what he had last year. Um, and he showed his capabilities as a, as a playmaking uh, pass catcher with his physical tools, go up and get it. Great hands, probably the best hands on the team last season by and large, it will make the contested catches for you. Um, so I, I mean, for, for Florida state and well, for Keon Coleman, uh, I, his size is one of his biggest benefits too. NFL likes big receivers, six, four, 215 has decent speed. Um, I, I think for me, Keon Coleman's one of those is a is a close fringe player for me. I, I think that I could easily see him going first or second. Uh, between first or second, it depends. It, that's the thing. The tough thing about the the draft is that he's probably rated like the sixth or fifth best receiver in the draft this year. Um, you know, you have Marvin Harrison, who's going out, I believe, uh, uh yes. the kid from Washington, Romo Doozy, uh, the Malik neighbors, Brian Thomas from LSU. And then you probably have Keon Coleman, um, right there. So I think he's probably in mo most sites have him rated like the 28th, the 32 to ranked overall prospect. So I do think he gets into the, into the first round. And I think he deserves to be in the first round. Like I said, I think he's one of those players who will only get better. You know, I think we really only scraped the the bit the the little we only scraped the surface of what he had last year I, I really think that if you get into the playoffs if you if we really get our shot at it jordan travis is healthy um I, I really think his numbers really start to explode towards the end of the year uh last year 
Um, I, I really like the guy. I think he, he's a smart kid and he's got, like he said, great physical tools and that, but that is the thing that is tough because the guys ahead of him, like Marvin Harrison, Jr. Rome, Malik, uh, Brian Thomas, um, those are big receivers too. So it's, I don't see him jumping. It's going to be, do does a particular team like him better? You know, you know, do they have better conversations? Do they like him for a particular reason better than those players where he could jump up to a top, you know, 15, 20 pick overall, I do think he's worth a first round pick and I, and I'll put him there. Uh, yeah. Uh, Keon obviously was a big asset to this team leading to 13 victories, uh, without a doubt, yeah. you know, he, he was able to take some of the attention off Johnny Wilson and, and even Jaheim Bell a little bit. So they couldn't double cover, uh, you know, uh, these other guys and he is a dynamic playmaker the question is you know it's always with running backs and wide receivers how much of a playmaker are you are you that good enough to take you in the first round which means if you're taken in the first round they expect you to make an immediate impact and play right away yeah the question is is keon coleman ready to play right away is he, an, so. is he an every down type guy? Like Jared Verse, we were just talking about. Is Jared Verse going to be an every down type defense? I, I don't think he has to be every down. No, no. But what I'm saying is Jared Verse just going to be used on third down or pass rush type uh, type opportunities, or can he play the run game as well? So these are the questions probably about these two guys. And Keon, like I said, he is a show guy. Uh, he kind of reminds me of a of Peter Warwick. Now he's bigger than Peter Warwick. Uh, Peter Warwick was Mister Everything at FSU. Had this dynamic career at FSU. I don't know wh- what he was drafted. What round? I think he was a first round guy. I'd have to look that up. Wait, who? Sorry, Peter Warwick. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Peter mm-hmm. Warwick. I'd love to see what his draft status was. But he was only in the league like two or three years. He wasn't in the league long. And I, you guys, somebody out there can look at that. He was it up. Uh, first round, fourth overall. He was first round, fourth overall. And he was only in the league like three or four years. No, he was in the league for six seasons. He was? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm wrong. Okay. But, you know, his career was relatively short compared to because his reception started to go down. I don't know if he wasn't being targeted. He had drops, whatever. But Keon Coleman is the type of guy I think could be a very dynamic NFL player, make huge contributions, excite fan bases, or he's going to be a bust. Uh, But given that, I will say he's kind of on that tail end of the first round. I'm a little scared to put him in that tail end. Uh, uh, but you know what? I will. I'm going to put Keon Coleman in the first round or he would be a high second round pick. Like, I agree with everything you said. I think with Keon Coleman, you know, and, and this is not a knock against uh, Jordan Travis, but I, I think Jordan Travis is a very good quarterback. But I, I think if you like imagine if you put Keon Coleman with a Justin Herbert or if you put him with a Patrick Mahomes or I, like I, I think like an elite pa- like I don't think Jordan Travis has an elite arm. I think no. he's a very, very good quarterback. But I think that's where Keon Coleman and, and with his hands and his body control and his 
his ability to make contested catches and and want to make those catches his you know his ability to go over the middle if he needs to or high point the ball i think all those physical tools will will it will make him a first round pick and that's what you see on tape over and over again the pressure the pressure is the pressure on keon coleman just like it will be on johnny wilson or jaheen bell is hands Catch yeah, but I don't. I don't question Keon's hands. That that's not a. Okay. That's not a uh, I don't think that's a debate. With well, him. he had a couple of drops. I mean, he had a couple of drops uh, at times. But in the NFL, there's no room for that. Yeah, there's I, absolutely. I, I, drops no aren't concerned with me with Keon. Okay. All right, so we'll we'll say first round there. Okay. Uh, let's move on then to Trey Benson. Uh, yeah. So Trey is an interesting. Uh, he. This is an interesting one because. You know, when we got Trey out of uh, from Oregon coming off the injury, you know, you weren't sure what's going to happen. He's coming off a major injury, um, you know, tore, you know, terrible knee injury four years, you know, four years ago. But when he came over, you know, towards ACL, MCL um, and his you know, tendon, his hamstring all at once. Terrible. But he came back rehab, worked his tail off and then had two very, very successful seasons at Florida State. Um, and in the, in the running back room that did, you know, uh, share the ball a bit, which I think in his in, for him was good because he didn't have to carry the load and carry the ball 25 times per game. Um, but he is a violent runner. He is a guy that that seeks contact, um, uh, you know, is willing to run over guys. He's a big dude, um, has speed. I think we saw a lot of his really great long speed right his ability to really accelerate over over the Get field to the and, next level yeah. yeah have that fifth year um i think where he his vision got better over time but he doesn't have i don't think the best field vision to see the hole at times and i think sometimes that that hurt him and it hurt the team when he couldn't see the holes when they developed and i know they weren't always there and he made the most of what was available to him at times as well um and also i think sometimes it's his his he wasn't always the best pass best in pass protection and that's something that you have to be in the nfl to succeed a lot of times over uh, to be a high value pick is that they that you have to be a willing and competent pass protector and i think when florida state asked him to do that a lot it wasn't always consistent in the results they got out of him and i think so i think a combination of what about you know, catching the ball out of the backfield you're I, I think he i think he's in a I think he's an above average to, to very good uh, pass catcher of the football. I mean, I think I forget which game it was, but he caught an over the shoulder one on the sidelines from uh, uh, from Blake uh, uh, during the bowl game. I think it was or it was um, in the ACC championship game. I remember down the sideline, he caught it like behind his body uh, like it was uh, like a fate, like it was meant to be like that. I think he has pretty good hands. I don't know if they use his hands enough. Um while there but I, I he has really good body control especially with his hands um and it's natural i i you know he doesn't wear he doesn't wear gloves to my to my knowledge i i don't remember him doing it so i i don't have any concerns about his hands at all um so i think that is a very po- a good positive for him but i do have concerns about his vision and it's concerns about the amount of body blows he's taken over time you know this isn't um you know you Running backs have a short shelf life, and this is a guy that's had major injuries, is is not the best blocker in pass protection, and has seat contact. Right? Um, you know, we know how many missed tackle he he how many times he led, uh, you know, college football in missed tackles for for yards at yards after contact. Uh, but he's taken a lot of body blows, and he's inflicted a lot of body blows. Right? So I I, I think for me this is a tough one to grade. Um, 
I, I, let me hear your thoughts before. Well, I, 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 you know what I liked, and I think it goes to the staff at Florida State and Norvell and company that we talk about development of players, and and college football now is really the development of players to get to the next level to the NFL. Now, yeah. it's a small percentage, obviously, but I think they use Trey, Trey Benson more for catching passes. They gave him opportunities to show the NFL, I can catch balls because the NFL wants running backs who can catch balls. Trey Benson, I think, is an explosive guy. He, I, I agree with your vision a little bit. He's, his vision's going to have to get better. Uh, I just, I don't, uh, Trey is going to be remembered at Florida State, just like Keon and Jared Verse. They're going to be remembered as guys who came in. Great attitude, hard worker. A guy who comes back from a knee injury like that and plays major college football, yeah. it's a tremendous uh, performance by Trey Benson. And, and he's going to be remembered here. I don't see Trey in the first or second round because running backs, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, but there's so many running backs in the NFL who shift or veterans that are out there that you've got to beat out to get into to be the backup or even the third running back on a team. Or Trey may have to make it on special teams. And he hasn't yeah. played a lot of special teams. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Trey. I'm not gonna put Trey in the second uh, uh, second round. Uh, I want to say he's gonna be late third round, maybe fourth round. I you know yeah. I hate this, and there's a lot of probably FSU people go, what the hell are you talking about? You know? Uh, yeah, but that's you. where because it's not about Trey. It's about the league. It's about the league and how many running backs there are out there that, you know, uh, that he's going to have to battle against. Well, I just showed you so, there, you know, there's a ton of running backs. We know the NFL doesn't value running backs as much because there is so They much, can get them. They, they can get they look to They look to use them for three or four years, and then they look to replace them again. They, they draft them because these guys are – are they're only healthy for so long and they know that and and i just showed you where you know cbs is, is rating rating uh trey benson as you know look how many i know, didn't even back, look at that yeah I don't look, look how many are in front of them you guys guys like jonathan brooks will shipley the guy uh esteemed from notre dame I mean, blake Corum from michigan there's a t ray davis there's so many good running backs available and only so few teams um, and, I'm going like to put Benson as as fourth round. Yeah, it, I, and it, I and it could I be it, lower. I don't think it'll be higher. It and, could and once again, be lower. Just and because of that fact that NFL teams like to bring in running backs because they want to replace the old with the new and get new bodies in, fresh bodies, and see what yeah. they can find. It's I do think grinder. that he he will be a, a second day guy. So I would I agree with you. I think he's third fringe third or fourth, and I I don't know I. I can't recall if he got a combine invite or not, but that could help him. Like I said, if he shows out and shows his long speed in his hands more on during the combine, a, co a team could fall in love and say, "Hey, we, you know, we can get some value out of this guy at the third or fourth round." But um, yeah, I'll, I'll. So you go. You said third or fourth. I think he's going to go fourth round. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went third. I, I, I think that second day value is where is most likely where he lands there.
Um, okay, so we got them there. Next one on our list, let's go through, uh, is going to be, well, we just were kind of talking about him, Johnny Wilson. Uh, so Johnny Wilson, as we all know, is he's got very, uh, he's got incredible size for his position. Um, I think they, at the senior bowl, they measured his hands and they said they've never seen hands the size that he has, like just ginormous hands. Um, for for a guy of his you know a guy of his size or, or guy that plays his position um pretty good speed I, I think he's able to showcase his speed at times at Florida State he's definitely not a slow guy he's able to make the cuts he's able to get past guys when when has t- when he has time and, and when he was able, uh, when they put him on those routes um he, he can change direction he can go through the middle of the field he can get open um you know he's able to you know block on on the outside as well he's not a guy that's big and not useful right he is able to make blocks on the outside block dbs for for runs and stuff like that and he has the ability to he he has the ability to catch outside of his body at times right he's shown we've seen him make some unbelievably tough catches that were low or away from his body up here up here he's not a guy that always has to catch it into his body that we see so often uh, on other teams or stuff like that he has the ability to use his long frame to catch balls and, and that's really is a big money maker right the thing that hurts him, as we all know, we you know we don't have to keep harping on this, is that there is that inconsistency with those types of catches, with the ability to consistently make the easy catches, I think, at times, right? So many times did we see him drop what seemed like would be a routine catch for him, for him and then the next play or three plays from then, he would make an unbelievable catch. It was just some of that inconsistency that – will get you instantly cut in the NFL, right? If, if you cannot, you, you see it with Kadarius Tooney, the Chiefs, and how, you know, he that whole saga has gone on. But there's so many players that had so much great ability that if you can't consistently catch or you, you drop two balls in a game, you may not see the field again just because it, it can cost you a game. Um, and, and there's sometimes, and some people have said, it knocked his ability to his stop-start explosiveness. And you could say that's that maybe because of his size and, and his and, and the way he's built, right? Um, it, it, so last year, once again, 600 yards um, and 41 receptions, only two TDs. I don't, I, I don't care about that. I, I think we all saw the impact that he had. He had very similar numbers to Keon Coleman in terms of yardage. Keon Coleman got most of the touchdowns last year uh, in terms of of receiving. Uh, this is a tough one for me because he is a physical specimen at the receiver position specifically. Um, now, could a team look at him and say, could we use him as a tight end at some point if it doesn't work? You know, could he play both way? You know, could we use him in, in the tight end formation at, at some point? Could we, you know, could we use him multiple positions? Maybe. Um, I, I this is this is really tough. Um, I, once again, I'll get your opinion before I, I state where I. Are they? I, you know, Johnny Wilson. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Johnny Wilson is another name we're going to remember for a yep. good while. You know, uh, is he is he a guy's his name's going to get up on Doe Campbell Stadium? Probably not. Uh, he is he. Again, I think the staff has done a wonderful job developing all of these guys. Yes, he's okay. a great case study. Keon that, yeah. Coleman came in as a basic athlete that could do everything. But Johnny Wilson was a guy they took as a developmental project pretty much and, and turned him into an NFL prospect. Yeah, yeah. I question his speed <coughs> to get downfield. 
I question his ability at this elite level of the NFL to break, to get free of defenders because you're playing against the elite now. I don't know if the tight end thing will work unless he was a developmental there and really gets his blocking up, you know, really can, can do that. Uh, his hands are going to be the key when he gets drafted. He's going to get drafted. He's going to get drafted, and he's going to have to be on with with the catches because the drop issue is something that's been hung around his neck since he started in college, and it hasn't really gone away. So that, in my mind, drops his stock. It drops his stock, and I, I think he's going to be Hmm. I think he's going to be, he could be a late fifth or possibly drop to the sixth round. Yeah. Um, yeah. You brought up that speed there. And I think there's also been some, the speed issue, like I said, I think he has good speed for his size, but there is that ability to create separation on routes that, that may be a red flag for some NFL teams. Um, because it, it, cause if you if you combine that separation issue um, with you know questionable hands at times that that could create a red flag for a team wanting to draft him early. I absolutely I, I think that I think that this could be potentially a steal for a team because I do think he will slide. Um, I, I do think he will slide, and I agree with you. I think he'll he'll be around the Trey Benson day two value pick. Third round, fourth round, fifth round. So I'm going to go around here with the Trey Benson fourth or fifth round. But I think with that, you a, a team is going to get an incredible value because I think Trey Benson again is a guy that should could only be getting better, right? I think he, you know, he was a complimentary piece to Keon Coleman last year. He he's gotten better. It's it feels like he's gotten better, but like once again, if that it can if it can click with his hands and just the consistency there. It, I mean, sky's limits him. He could be similar to Mike Evans and, and he could become that type of player. I think landing at the right team is better for him than being a first round pick on a garbage team. I think if he could land with a team where he could fit in and, and continue to develop and be, and the, maybe not be one of the top three guys yeah. on the, on the receiving core, you know, I think but, battling to be yeah. like the third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. not necessarily being bench full time, but I think if he could fit in the right situation, once again, with a good quarterback that, you know, a, a good quarterback in a good situation with a good coaching staff, I think that's more beneficial to Johnny Wilson. Just like he, when he came to Florida State, he came into a good coaching staff that was able to work with him, develop him. I think for him, that's even better on the next level as well than going into a garbage franchise that is like, hey, we're going to put you out there day one. See what you got, and if he messes up, then he's gone, right? So yeah, I, I think, think this yeah. will work out. I think I think a Dagby who says he can use his arms and hands as an advantage because he is a big physical guy. Yeah. In yeah. in the NFL, they'll allow you to be more physical. Okay, you have to be physical as a receiver just to get off the damn line of scrimmage sometimes because yeah. their defensive backs play a lot of one on one stuff. So he is going to have his opportunities. Yes, but absolutely. you know, he, but if he can't break free of the defender, the quarterbacks are not going to target him that much. So, yep. so I think that's where we are on Johnny, uh, guy. We will remember his name. Absolutely. All right. Next up is we'll look at Braden Fisk. So we already talked, 
you know, in the beginning about his his right. going to senior bowl, stuff like right. that. I think the the positive things about him is his motor, great uh, move, uh, you know, movement skills with him. Uh, you see it all year long. He he gets off the ball extremely fast. He has great strength. He's a well built in terms of six uh, three, two ninety five, big guy, kind of squatty with his arms. He doesn't have the longest arms, but he's very powerful uh, with his size. He uses his body well. He's got good weight. He's not a Big guy who's sloppy. He's really well built, uh, as we all know, and uh, very, I think, solid in in pass or in uh, run protect or run uh, uh, attacking the run, uh, and, and is really, really great on that. And uh, I think he's got great technique. I think he's re- able to not only cause pressure, but I think he's able to get to be able to get to uh, quarterback pretty well. I, I think he's got great technique and great tools as a defensive lineman. Um, some of those negatives on him that have been mentioned um, is some of his stance. Some people say that he he stands out of his stance, um, which causes issue um, with with better offensive linemen who have who can get good leverage, um, and that his, some of his handwork is, is needs to be improved. Once again, these seem to be things that could be worked on. Uh, these are these seem to be more technical things that once again. This is a guy that worked up from being an under-recruited guy at Western Michigan to one year at Florida State. You know, this is another guy I think in the right staff, the right program, the right developmental place can get even better and be a a high-value pick. Finished last year with, you know, 43 total tackles, nine for for loss and six sacks. Great year along that defensive line uh, that was dominant all season long. I, I think this is a guy, once again, who will be a high-value second-day pick. I think him going to stuff like the Senior Bowl, I think he actually did earn a combine invite, if I'm not incorrect. Um, I think that was one of the things he got out of going to Senior Bowl and performing at a high level. I think he did get a combine invite, which is great for him, which will only help him more. Which means um, they want to see more of him. They want to evaluate yes. him more, you know? So I, I think he's like a fringe late fifth to sixth or seventh round. So at day three, I think he'll get a lot of day three. I think really the combine now will determine whether he's a day two pick or he slides into day three. He'll definitely get drafted in my eyes, but the combine and his, his performance there now will determine who where he gets drafted. Because I think there he could really prove to some teams and create relationships where they say we're willing to spend one of our early draft picks on in the fifth round to take a, a risk or not, or take a gamble that he is worth that pick there. You know, we don't want him to slip to a team, in the sixth and seventh. Right. So that's, that's my opinion. Well, gen- yeah, generally the draft, the first three rounds, they want some, they want some instant. Yeah. Yeah. Playmakers. They yeah. want guys who have immediate impact. There are a lot of defensive linemen around the league, veterans too, who are always fighting for positions. So you can find defensive linemen around. Yeah. I like Fisk. I think, oh God, I think he was a great portal guy. I think he developed, he's got a great attitude. He works hard like most of these guys we're talking about. They just went in and, 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 and just really worked their asses off. Fisk is a guy I think was our best interior defensive lineman on this team this year. I was always impressed with his motor, how quickly he gets after people. And he played in that senior bowl and he put up some numbers that caught some people's eyes. Yeah. He 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 he's relentless. 
relentless. He has a lot of pressures. He may not get the sack, but he has a lot of pressures on guys. The question is, can he take the run? Can he protect the run into the middle of the field a lot? You know, because uh, he's going to be playing against superior offensive linemen now. There's no more college guys. These are veterans who are fighting for a living every day. Uh, I like Fisk, and I see him, though, probably on day four. I'm going to say he's day four guy, fourth round guy. Uh, I shouldn't say day. I don't know how many rounds they're going to go. It, 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 fourth round would be fourth round. day two, I believe. Okay, fourth round. I'm day sorry. Two. Yeah, I see Braden as, as as a fourth round. Could drop to the fifth round, but I like the guy. He's the type of guy I'd want to see a lot more of if I was a, a scout. You and know? I think he's a guy that could be a, a, a key rotational piece for you. Yeah. I think a, a role player contributor, not yeah. going to be an every down guy, but definitely, right. a, a, definitely a contributor and a role player for you. The right. thing, the biggest negative against him, I think, right now is that he'll be a 24-year-old rookie. And I think that is... I don't is, think that matters. Yes, 100% it matters. Uh, especially for if if he was going to be an early round pick, teams don't want to invest a lot of time and money into a guy that is that by the end of his rookie contract is going to be almost 28 years old. I, I think you know if you're going to invest a lot of time and money into a young process, it, it's different if the guy's 22 or 21, and you can develop him. If if he's 24, a lot of that technique and stuff too. And I'm kind of arguing my own point before, but I think. If you're 24, some of those techniques that you've learned are, are hard to unlearn. Also, your body's taken a lot of a lot of abuse by that time, you know? So injuries come into play. You know, you have to start thinking about it. Yeah, so, he was injury free this season, which is a big No, no, he wasn't. Then. He he was battling through injuries most of the year. So I wouldn't say he was injury free. He was battling. he was in a boot every every practice. Okay. Um but he but played he played every game. That's what I'm saying. He he played every game, but I don't I wouldn't say he was injury free. Um, but being 20, age definitely comes into play. And, and that is going to be a big thing that you see coming into this next wave of draft guys. There's going to be a lot of guys who are on their six or seven year, and they're going to see their draft stock plummet. They're, they're because of, you're going to see 25, 26, 27 year old uh, guys being eligible for the draft. And they're not going to, it's going to hurt them because NFL teams, unless you're a superstar, aren't going to invest. I think you're going to a see lot of more first, of second, or third round no, money okay. into guys uh, that are 27 uh, years old. I don't dispute what you're saying. I think you're going to see more guys who have longer uh, have longer stints in CFB. Uh, just who was that guy from Miami? He said like nine seasons. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, because there are there's that where some guys. Uh, could get a great NIL deal figuring I may make my money in college now versus in the pros. I may not make it in the pros, so I'll try to yeah, make my money here. So I'm not, I, I'm just I'm throwing not that about out players, there though. that guys could that. stay in CFB longer than usual. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm talking about guys, but I, I'm, I'm just want to bring up the point that I do think that the, if he were looking at a potentially a second or third round grade, I think his age may he's not going to be think second or third. If they are, if they were looking there. at him versus a guy that's twenty two right. and they they look similar, they're going to take the younger guy. He's uh, not going to be a second or third round guy. He's more likely to be probably fifth round in my estimation. All right, so let's look at uh, the next guy. Let's look at Jaheim Bell. 
Yeah. So Jaheim Bell, obviously tight end, um, had, had a decent year at Florida State. Um, definitely wasn't a, you know, he had, he definitely had his moments, had a great game against LSU to begin the year. Um, uh, you know, was it, was a good weapon, you know, did what's, what was expected of him this year, right? Do it all kind of guy. They use him in different kind of, uh, pieces and different ways, uh, here at Florida state. I think for him, some of the positives is that, you know, he's, he's an above average athlete in the open field for a tight end. He's got great footwork, great ability, great speed, um, can move after, after the catch. He can, he can break tackles. He's got great strength. Um, and he's got good hands. He's got, he's got really good hands. What what hurts him is that he's not he's not like a super long he's not a Johnny Wilson type he doesn't have long arms he doesn't have the biggest hands he's built he's built kind of like a truck he's he's short uh, he's kind of you know he's got shorter arms but he's, and he's and he's strong um, he's not he's not kind of looking like the prototypical tight end in the NFL right now uh, because that short kind of that shortness that stockiness uh, if you want to put it that way. Um, and the other thing is that he is not an elite blocker. He is not for a tight end in what NFL teams look for. He is not a very good blocker. And many times he did get blown up at Florida state in terms of his blocking ability. Um, and he's, he's strong with the ball in the stands, but not strong when looking to shield those blocks or, or looking to win on, on the line of scrimmage many times. Um, but overall, last year, 39 receptions. I think he had around 500 yards and two touchdowns. Um, definitely. Um, like I said, it's a weapon with the ball in his hands. Um, but it'll be interesting um, because he's not a Brock Bowers, right? He, he's not that caliber of a tight end prototype. But, you know, you look at Brock Bowers and what he looks like. He looks like a guy, a regular guy when you see him out of his pad. So it's interesting what these guys do when they're actually on the field um, and, and what they become. So what are your thoughts on Jaheim Bell and what he could potentially do in the NFL? Uh for me, it's a mixed bell. Uh, it's a mixed bag. Uh, I think he has ability, but I agree pretty much with your summary about Jaheim. Uh, he, I wanted him to be more of a factor in Florida State, at Florida State. I, mean, I don't know if they, you know, I guess he had, what, 30 catches this past season? Yeah, for, I mean, 500 yards last end, year. For a tight end, that's yeah. pretty good. I think he had it, a pretty It just good year. seemed like it was a silent thing, you know? It wasn't real dynamic yeah. from, you know, God, I really remember when Jaheim did this. I, I don't remember that. Not that he has to be, but I, I the, the blocking thing is a big deal in the NFL. For that reason, I think he's probably, he's going to be a late round choice. I say sixth, seventh round. He could fall out of that and be a, uh, a guy who gets contacted by a team to sign as a free agent. That's my thinking. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I would say fifth to sixth round pick as a developmental, like high skill developmental prospect, because like you said, he doesn't he, fit in the box of a this, uh, NFL tight and end. Can he, he play special teams? I don't yeah. know if he can play special um, teams to make the roster. Yeah, you know? because as many pointed out, as many sites and that many people point out, he you can't play him today because he can't block by NFL standards. Um, right. He, 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 you couldn't put him on the field because of that right now, right. but can right. he develop that? Can he, can they teach him that? Can they, can they develop into a block? Well, you have in, to ask a couple yourself, years? if he hasn't learned that by now, 
Are they going to want to fool with that? I mean, there's that's plenty where you, of tight ends, you know? That's why you spend a fifth-round pick and say, we like everything else he has. We like his hands. We like his speed. We like fifth everything. Fifth round still high, you know? Uh, exactly. And that's where a team would have to kind of fall in love with everything else about him and, and like his interview and like what he's done in college and his movability, right? Like, could you use him in a fullback set? Like, you know, many te- like some NFL right. teams like to play gadgety and they like to right. you know, move a guy in the slot and because he could play as a slot. You know, you could move from the tight end position into a slot position right. and he'd be fine right so it i think it's his versatility is actually a strength of his it even though be. the pass could blocking be. is a negative for him yeah it could be could and that be. that's maybe what, what will get him drafted do you do you see him not being drafted and come on no. as a no you, i you i think, think he's gonna go and he's gonna get drafted i think a team will take a chance on him okay. um i don't think right. there's enough other overly talented tight ends that will keep him off the board okay that that's my opinion okay yeah because I, I i think he's probably a top five top seven tight end available and i think okay. you usually see that many get drafted every year so I, okay. I think he's good um next let's talk about jordan travis mm. uh, and this is an interesting one mm. uh so obviously he was at the senior bowl couldn't participate still battling no. back from the injury um, we all know what happened. We all know, you know, um, yeah, yeah. what a shame it was with everything and, and the year he was having and, and what he's how he's progressed as a player um, from from Louisville to Florida State from, you know, not sure if he's going to play quarterback anymore to, you know, leading the team to an undefeated season and everything like that. So I think uh, I think it's interesting. Um, he's met. He's already started talking to some teams. The Pittsburgh Steelers were were already talking to him. I think at the Senior Bowl, um, and so some teams are definitely showing interest. But now that really doesn't mean anything. A lot of teams show interest in a lot of guys, and you know nothing actually happens. And and that interest may be, hey, we're gonna take you after the draft, right? We'll we'll we're gonna you know we'll contact you after if you don't get drafted, we'll be the first one in line to sign you, right? So. I think he's a he's a he's a hard one to to project just because of of the injury. We don't know how he's going to come back. Um, I would assume healthy and and everything. He'll be he'll be coming back. The the things that I think will hurt him is that he doesn't have an elite arm. You know, you know, and that's not a knock against him. He we just I we've now known that right. He's developed into a very good passer, right? to be able to make big throws across the field, but he doesn't have the golden arm like a Patrick Mahomes does. He can't make those unbelievable throws all across the field, but there's not many that are like that. Um, right. So that, that's, that's not a huge knock on him. Um, he, he's just a, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a game. It's hard to say he's a, he's a, I don't know. It, 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 I'm having trouble describing what I feel about him because one part of me says I think he deserves a shot, um, but he also doesn't have that prototypical size as a quarterback. Look at the other guys that are, you know, voted as the top five kind of quarterback. Drake May, 6'4", 230. Jaden Daniels, 6'4", 210. Michael uh, Penix, 6'3", 213. J.J. McCarthy, 6'3", 202. Bo Nix, 6'2", 217. You know, Jordan Travis is undersized for the quarterback position as well. I know that's sort of getting we're getting away from that narrative now with with some of some of these more mobile quarterbacks um but you know so you you have the injury you have the size you don't have an elite arm you know all those things come into play and and i, I don't 
obviously I don't see him as being a, a day one draft pick. I I could see a team taking a late late sixth, seventh round flyer on him due to the fact of how they saw him perform at the highest level. You know, how he played, how he developed into like I said, a good to great passer, how he able was able to manage many games. You also the athletic ability he has. So many times now NFL teams are looking for quarterbacks who can use their legs with their great arm, right? And and Jordan Trout did become a guy that could sit in the pocket and deliver a ball while not just being totally dependent on his legs. And that was the maturation of him in his process. So I think he is a guy that can make plays with legs, but also can rely solely on his arm if he needs to. So I think that is something that had made him draftable, whereas maybe a year ago, that would not have been the case. He really proved it to everybody this year that he he could sit in the pocket and deliver the football. So I would say sixth or seventh round. Um, if he's in, if he's not injured, I think it's a whole different story. I think we could be talking about third or fourth or something like that. But I'll I'll say sixth or seventh right now. Uh well, you said a mouthful there. Um, it was tough. You know, a guy that resurrected the Florida State program from yep. the ashes. Yep. Up from the ashes, Jordan Travis brought this program back. So whatever he does in the NFL, I hope he does well. Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. However, this guy is going to get a lot of credit. His name's going to be on everybody's memory for a long time yep. because of what he did when this program was a total disaster and he stuck with it. And and he just, it, it, the story couldn't have ended any worse uh, for him. I think the question for the NFL now, because now we're, we're talking business, for the NFL is what is his medical condition today? You know, what's his medical condition 30 days from now? What has his rehab been like? Has he been cleared by doctors? When has he been cleared to begin uh, uh, limited activity? You know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, there is a thing they call the supplemental draft. Do they used to have a supplemental draft? And I, I'm not an expert on That's that. Not, not he, he is not going to be a supplemental draft guy. Okay, I don't know why. he's yeah. either going to get drafted here, or he's or he's going to be a, a free agent, right? Yeah, you undrafted know, or, free agent. Undrafted, undrafted free agent. agent. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's where we have this bucket down here. Yeah. If, okay. If you think. Uh, ESPN. I saw an ESPN thing that said they're intriguing pick in the third round. I doubt that. I don't think. Uh, an NFL team no, no, is no. going to go uh, third round for Jordan Travis. There's like eight or nine other quarterbacks out there that I think are ranked a little bit a little bit higher than Jordan. I thought Jordan's biggest asset was his legs, that he could put that pressure on a defense. And they started to get away from that a little bit. Uh, you know, I mean... He bat, He got out of that. He's. He, I think they wanted to show his arm more because it is development for the next level and developing and developing a player. I'm just a little concerned about where he is in the medical department and his rehab, and when can he start playing football again? I don't think he. I don't think he's going to be able to go full speed come August for a team or July in mini camp. By August, I, I doubt that. Be able to be, I, would hope. I, I, I doubt that. 
this is almost like you would have to take Jordan Travis potentially a late round or get him as a free agent, get him as a, you know, a, uh, a free agent type contract and assign him to the practice squad uh, so he can really get back into football. Uh, I just don't think he's ready. I don't see any indication, I haven't read any stories that he's, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be at the combine. I don't think he's going to be there. It's going to be interesting to see if he works out hard at the FSU pro day, right? Yeah. Because yeah, FSU yeah. guys we've already talked about are going to be working out there probably. Yeah. What does so the, pro, the pro days do? are just, are no, just, no, 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 they are important. Is no, they're he, not. It, well, oh, I disagree. For him, for him I, they may I, be, but I, I, I think I, his tape well, is more him, important. Than his. I'm talking about Jordan Travis. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is, I, I don't think his tape is as big a deal as where is he medically now? Yeah. That, yeah. That's all I'm saying. So I could see him being a very late round choice by somebody they, who believe in him, but they're also believing they've got to bring him along slowly. Like, uh, who is the guy, uh, Love, at Green Bay? Now, he sat, no, he, he didn't have any major injuries, but he sat for three or four years behind okay, Aaron Rodgers. What I'm saying is... That's the difference. Is, Jordan is, Love is 25 okay, years old okay. right now. Jordan uh, Travis will be 24, a 24-year-old okay. rookie. What I'm saying is they're going to have to give Jordan Travis some time. Well, Chris Winkie was like 28 when he was a Heisman and How was his winner. NFL career? Yeah, we went with a shitty team too, well, Carolina. I'm, I'm okay, just, yeah. okay. So let's not put it all on him too. Uh, let's, uh, you know. But I'm thinking it, it. This this questions about his ability to play now. Yeah, I I, I do think that. If and even if any- the, even if they answer his medical condition is fine, I don't think he is a starting NFL quarterback no, who's going to walk on the field and start playing. No, I, I think I if that. it was just based off tape, he'd still be a day three kind of guy. Um, and now the injury just complicates that. Um, right. I think you're a guy, you're drafting him to, if you want a veteran, if you're just looking based off tape, you're just, you're looking for a, a guy who has a ton of experience, who's a mature kid or a mature man who you can bring in and compete for a backup role to give you some veteran experience in the, in, in, behind a, an incumbent starter. Yeah, you're not bringing Jordan Travis. You're not drafting Jordan Travis to be your starter in the next two. Well, you know, but he's not going to be even in my mind. If I was a general manager, trying in my mind, he's not even going to be my backup. He'd be like the number. He's competing to be your backup. He's competing to be your backup. I'm not sure, but then don't draft him. If if you're not expecting him to be able to compete for anything, why are you drafting? I I don't know. Do you know what his medical condition is? It's been, it'll be, it's what? It'll be almost 12 months by uh, August, more than 12 months by August. Did he work out at the senior bowl? No, the answer is no. He was walking on it. It, it, But he's not working out there, even if he didn't play. It's not a 12 month injury. So I I don't, unless there's some complication we don't unheard of, then I I would expect him to be able to be back by by fall camp, by by camp. Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. If you're, and you're obviously, the team. NFL scouts and general managers have that information. We don't. Yeah, and you're not spending, and that's why you're not spending a first round pick on him. So there's a difference there. So if you're taking a flyer on him in the sixth round and saying, "Okay, we expect you to be back. You're expected to compete here. We're taking a sixth round pick on you," but I think that medical report will be the difference between a sixth round pick or you're an undrafted free agent. Yeah. I, I think that's really the best. So is that what you think? A sixth round pick or an undrafted free agent? 
I'm going to go sixth or seventh round pick. I, I would agree there. I, I would agree there. All right. Uh, next uh, next one we'll go with is Jerrion Jones. Uh, cornerback uh, had a really good year uh, for Florida State. Uh, probably a breakout year for himself, honestly. Um, now, he, he's getting mixed grades out of, um, uh, you know, uh, I think Florida State fans think he'll go higher. I think uh, different sites have him graded differently. Um, you know, this is a guy who was seen as a uh, kind of a lockdown cornerback for Florida State. I'm not sure if he's getting as much buzz as some other guys have gotten um, as of late. Some, you know, and I'll just say he's, you know, six foot, uh, you know, sick a little bit, you know, six foot 191. A lot of his positives are that, you know, he moved into uh, the slot role this year. Um you know, played a lot of off coverage, which, was, which, you know, NFL teams like. He has good size um, for his role, and he's able to locate the ball pretty quickly, right? And these are all things that you have to be able to do at the next level. Um, some of those negatives for him is that he wasn't um, an every-down player for Florida State or or any school he was at, right? He wasn't, you know, always on the field. Um, didn't play the high safety position um, at Florida State. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have that elite level explosiveness uh, on the field to break on the ball. And, and that's something you need when you're going against some of the elite, you know, when you're going to the NFL and you're playing against guys that have elite level arm strength, you need some of that. And that's not something that uh, Jerry and Joe's necessarily has. Um, so I think for a guy that's long and lanky like he is and, and has good size and has, you know, pretty good intangibles and last year did show his ability, he wasn't an every down player, which is you know, some of those negatives against him, but it kept him healthy, had a really good year. I would say based on all those things and, and, you know, teams will take multiple defensive backs during the draft and, and, and let them battle out see what they have. I see him as being a fourth or a fifth round pick uh, in the draft. What, what do you have? Undrafted free agent. I don't, I don't think he does anything for me that stands out uh, as some, uh, uh, one of the seven round choices. I think if a team takes him, they're going to look at Jerrion as a guy who can contribute immediately on special teams, okay? And as a nickel guy, uh, you know, that plays uh, not an every down defensive back uh, who can develop but makes a team on special teams, undrafted free agent. But I, I, why do you, but why, why do you see him as not being drafted? It's just my gut level. I don't think he's done that much in one year. I don't, I think last year. It wasn't year, just one year though. I he's think played last, 52 no, career no, games. No, I understand that. I think his last season was his best season, but I just don't see Jerry in at this point at this next level as a, a choice that some team's going to make, uh, um, with one of their draft choices. So I, I'll I, disagree with you on that okay, because I, I think he was that's graded fine. out really, he was targeted 32 times last okay. year and didn't give up a touchdown. Okay. Um, I, okay. I think that's, you know, I, I think that a team will take a pick on him. So my I'll, question I'll, is he was invited to the senior bowl. Did he play or not play? I don't, I don't know. You're, I, 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 I don't. I, well, that's I a big deal. I mean, you get invited you, and all of a sudden you go to the practices and you just opt out. Well, that's okay. I think Jerrion was a guy who could benefit like Braden uh, Fisted. Jerrion could have benefited by playing in the game. Well, I don't know if he 
did it or not. So I you're, don't know. You're, I you're... didn't see anything that showed me he did. I could be wrong. And if somebody's out there and knows that answer, please let me know. I'm glad to eat that wrong. Um, yeah. So we'll meet in the middle then, and uh, I'll put him in the sixth, sixth or seventh round because I, I think he will get drafted by a team. I, I do believe he will. Um, right. So looking right. at who is next, let's look at Fabian Lovett. So this is a guy that you know you've had a love hate relationship for. Um, two years ago, you said he was a little bit overrated on the defensive line, and um, I stand and, by that. And then this year, I think I think he may have stepped forward uh, for Florida State, but I think that was he. You know, it was he had some complimentary pieces on the defensive line with you know Braden Fisk coming there, and I think they they worked well together uh, this past season. Um, so this is a guy that I mean, Florida State fans have you know really really liked. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's looked at or regarded amongst other teams as an elite defensive lineman. Um, just because due to the fact that, you know, he doesn't have elite level statistics and I don't feel like consistently enough, you see that impact on the field um, outside of what you saw last year. I think last year was probably his, what I felt like was his best year at Blair state um, since transferring in. Uh, it's tough. Um, you know, and uh, you know, he came back, he could, he was eligible last year. Uh, and came back this last year, and I think I think it did help his draft stock if he is going to get drafted by coming back and, and playing again. Um, but this is a tough one. I I don't think you know he's another fifth year senior guy, older defensive lineman. Uh, he'll he'll be playing you know he'll be playing the Shrine Bowl. I think that already went on, so um, I don't know uh, how how he particip- how well that went. Um, but that once again, participating that is is helpful for a guy like that who's trying to increase his draft stock. I, I just he's got decent strength. Um, some You're a quick general business. manager of an NFL team. I, I would draft, draft him, him or not? No, I would rather take an okay. undrafted free agency selection on him and have him come in yeah. and compete afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. see enough from yeah. from Fabian to yeah. say if you know if i had to pick fabian or, or brayden i would pick brayden over them if I had to pick yeah, this is a, this is not now uh hugs and kisses for our florida state uh, guys that we hope go on and have great careers we do we do yeah, but this I, is yeah. about business as a general manager i'm in agreement with you and it was on my mind and that is i'd invite him as a uh, undrafted free agent I think he had his better season this past season, and that was because Braden Fisk was there as well. You had Verse there, and and, and it took some – they couldn't double-team him. He started to yeah. show up. I see him kind of – if he could put on more weight, a teammate asking to put on more weight, he could be a guy who clogs the middle like a Derek Noddy. Remember Derek Noddy yeah, plays for really Kansas good. City? He yeah. wasn't a superstar at Florida State. He was good, okay. though. He was they, good. He was he good, wasn't. but he wasn't a superstar. And I was shocked how well he's done in the NFL. But he plays a certain role there to hold, you know, to, to fill those holes. I think Lovett could do that, but he's really going to have to come on strong in mini camp and camp to make a team. Undrafted free agent is what yeah. I see him. I, I would agree with you there. I would agree with you yeah. there. Um, now looking at uh, another guy, um, I think we both really, another transfer who came in and I think that's a trend that a lot of, a lot of the guys who transferred in, but have also developed while they're here. I think Tane Bethune is a guy 
uh, you got a lot of a lot of good uh, play out of. And the guy I think who is who helped solidify and really solidify this linebacker room for the last couple of years. Um, you know, three star kid out of uh, out of Miami Central went to Central Florida, transferred in. Um, had had one I, I once again I think had one of his best years this past season, um, and someone that's going to be hard to replace. I, it, it's tough um, for him, or tough for me to project him because uh, I, I think he'll be. You know, he's not necessarily. You know he he's not an elite linebacker, right? He he's a solid contributor. What he had twenty nine sole tackles, twenty seven assists, two pass deflections. You know, great, uh, decent, uh, really decent size. Can can kind of play on the edge. Or you put him there. Um, somewhat, you know, decent pass coverage. Has decent speed, but not 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 elite there. He does he does everything very good, but not I don't think at an elite level. Um, it's tough. Um, I think this he's a guy that needs to develop. He needs to go in, you know, sign to the right kind of staff, sign to the right program. Okay, and but 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 the NFL so is not undrafted. NFL, it's undrafted. Yeah, the NFL is not so much at the point of we're bringing a bunch of guys in to develop them. They they're not. They're looking for performers. The in my opinion, they're not looking to bring a bunch of guys yeah, in. But, now you still develop, you still but learn not your craft. Be an impact. I understand that. Impact players, I understand. So they that. will take guys as undrafted free. I understand that. I like a flare on you, bring you into practice. I like. Squad I like Tatum. I like Tatum Bethune. Uh, he's he's been one of our top performers in a very average linebacker room. If without Tatum Bethune, we're probably in trouble. We may not win all thirteen games this past season. I think he's done an outstanding job since transferring in uh, from Central Florida, and he's been a real asset to this team. But I will go undrafted free agent. Yeah, I, and I, he'll have to make the team so he can develop on special teams. Yeah, I, I think yeah, his size is a ways. problem. Yeah, he's his size a little bit undersized for his his yeah. role, and yeah, uh, I think yeah. undrafted free agent is probably the it's best probably way for about you. Right. Yeah, find if he can find a role there. Yep. Um, and let's that's talk about Kalen Deloach then. Deloach, linebacker wise. Yeah, uh, uh, talk a about favorite, a favorite of Florida. I, State I think fans. he fits into the same conversation as as Tane Bethune. Um, I, I think once again, Kalen Deloach was a guy that talked about development. Um, really developed who he was as a player, as an impact on this Florida State team. Helped solidify the room along with Tane Bethune. Became leaders on his team. Um, and just, you know, his impacts, uh, how many plays he had the impact plays during the Clemson game, you know, how many times can you say, you know, brought him up on the blitz and he just like a, like a missile. He's, he's a, uh, he's really a, like you said, a guy that we'll always talk about and, and his impact on this year's squad will be remembered. Um, but he's a guy too. It's, it's tough. He was, uh, He's he's a guy you can use multiple lights like we just talked about sideline sideline he's really pretty good in pass coverage he and he's super explosive like I was just talking about, um, but there is some concerns about can he get off offensive linemen if they get to him in the next level, um, is is his size just like Tatum Bethune is his size being at six one two fifteen, um, kind of undersized there is is that is that a concern there, um, pretty good against the run right, um. And he has that athleticism to play in pass coverage at a decent level, at a pretty good level. Uh, but it's that size 
um, and being able to shed offensive linemen in at the next level, especially in the run game, that will probably keep him off the field. And the NFL teams will have to keep him in a role-specific level. And are they willing to spend a draft pick to use him like that? Um, because he he won't be a three-down player right now as as he's as he's built. I do think though that just look any at the tape and the way he the ways he can be utilized and his speed and explosiveness, I think this is a guy that should be drafted. And I think he will be drafted just based on the many ways you can use him and, and, and being a rotational player. So I would say, I would say I'm going to say sixth or seventh, maybe a fifth round pick, but that's where I have. I, I just think he's a under the radar guy that a team will like what they see on tape and say, we can do something with this guy, whether it's on special teams starting there, but we can get him into a, a play calling scheme where we can use this explosiveness to our advantage, just like Florida State did many times. Okay, I agree pretty much with your whole summary, so I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, Mr. Deloach, uh, K- uh, Kalen Deloach has done a wonderful job in that linebacker room with Tatum Bethune. Without those two guys, we don't win 13 games. Uh, it's that simple. The, the room wasn't that strong, but these guys stepped up and were monsters in the middle for us, even though they're not monsters in size. Deloach has speed and quickness. A team could take him as a role player to put pressure on a quarterback. Every team in the NFL, all 32 teams, want pass rushers. Okay, Are they defensive ends? Are they linebackers? Are they... Uh, a guy who can rush the damn passer. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't get pressure on a passer, you're going to lose a lot of football games in the NFL. So Deloach is either going to be a late r- seventh round pick. He could be Mr. Irrelevant. He could be the last player chosen based on his tape. If NFL scouts look at his tape and say, as you said, we can develop this guy into a specialty pass rusher from various positions on the field, mainly coming from a linebacker position. He's that fast. He's a missile. So Mr. Irrelevant, a Mr. Nobody Cares About, he could be that guy. He will have to make the team uh, on uh, special teams. So he's either going to be late seventh round or undrafted free agent. All right. And one of the final guys we'll talk about here is Akeem Dent. Yeah. Uh, Akeem Dent, uh, you know, common trend amongst a lot of the players talking about, I think had his best best season this past season. 11 games, 10 starts, um, missed a couple due to injury. Um, fifth on the team with 44 total tackles, two forced fumbles, two and a half tackles for loss, and one pass breakup. He was an all-ACC honorable mention this past season. Um, he and as a reminder, this was one of the top recruits out of their 2019 class. Um, you know, he was, I think he was a high four star, almost five star player, um, coming out. So, uh, one of the few guys who was a almost a five star player uh, of all these cl- uh, all these players we're talking about tonight. Um, and he finally is is eligible or you know, ex- eligibility is kind of extinguished here. So, uh, this is time, you know, it, it, I, I think, you know, if we're being honest here, I don't think he he showed enough uh consistently to say he's you know he's a you know top top draft pick um or or you know worth a top six draft pick um 
he's a little bit, I, I don't know how to say, you know, I, I would say once again, he fits into the undrafted free agent category. I think he's an older guy, older defensive back that there's going to be a lot, a lot of younger guys who have shown more over time. And that if they're going to spend a, spend a draft pick on the kid, they'll do it on the 22 year old or 21 year old and spend their time there and see if they can, you know, if they're going to develop a kid and spend more time with them, they're probably going to do it there. I think Akeem did great stuff for Florida state. Um, a lot of experience at Florida State that he showed some flashes here and there, but I don't think he consistently showed those flashes to show NFL teams that he can cover some of the best receivers uh, in the world. Um, now he can play coverage very well. Now can they find can they find the right scheme for the can the right team draft him and use him in coverage right? Maybe. Um, you know he only allowed three receptions in coverage for twenty seven yards and didn't allow a touchdown. So. He has the ability, right, in coverage to play at a, an elite level. Um, it's just, can will the right team identify him and say, this is a guy we can use here, um, and we can use him at that high level? I don't know. And I think he will be at the scouting combine. So this is that is a place for someone like Akeem Dent to showcase his intangibles, that speed, that ability, you know, all those things, his hands – you know, along with his tape, because I don't know if the tape will show the full story. I think those other things, the physical traits of his may give him a bump on where he gets drafted, because I don't know if he's immediately going to be on everyone's draft board high. But I think a draft combine could knock him into the sixth or seventh round versus being a totally undrafted at this point. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm not sure where he fits in. I don't see him as fitting in as a typical NFL safety based on his size. I think his size works against him there. You know, he's like 5'11", weights uh, uh, under 200 pounds, uh, which when you look at NFL-style safeties, they're bigger than he is. Uh, His speed is good. His speed is good. The question is, does he have the durability to stand up against big receivers, you know? Uh, the best in the in the NFL, the best of them. Can he do that? I don't think so. Uh, again, a guy that's going to have to make an impact if he were to get drafted, an impact on special teams and wait his time and show up. Uh, I think he's going to be an undrafted free agent. Yeah, I, I think what hurts him, because I, I think he does have – great numbers when you look at them in terms of QB rating when targeted and things like that. I And I think, like I said, he has best year this, this past season. And I think that shows it, but I think, like you said, the physical traits, his, his height, weight, hands, kind of those intangible things don't make up a, a, a prototypical, what NFL teams are looking yeah. for right now. Yeah, exactly. um, and I think that's going to hurt him as a safety. And so, so maybe the combine he can, you know, shake some hands, have some good interviews and showcase some things, maybe showcase his speed a little bit more there. And maybe that knocks him into not being undrafted, but I, I'm going to agree with you there. And, and you know what? I you. think all of these guys are going to do well in interviews. All of them are going to do good when the, the coaches at Florida State get calls on them of yeah. how their attitudes were, how they yeah. adjusted and took on roles that uh, just to help the team, that they're team players that they work their asses off, uh, that they deserve an opportunity, okay? Yep. And and you're you, again, you're dealing with, uh, what, one, two, three percenters who make it to the NFL and actually make it? 
I mean, the yeah. odds are against you. Uh, we hope, and I know you hope, that they all are first, second, or third round draft choices. But for us to sit here and say they will all be that way, it's not right. And it's not our opinions that they will be that way. But these guys have contributed to a very special season in 2023, a 13-0. And uh, they'll, they'll always be remembered when this team comes back to Florida State in 10 years, okay? I may not be here to see it, but you will be here to see it. And you'll remember this 2013, uh, 2023 team at 13-0. We won't forget this season. We won't forget all the stuff that came with it. So we hope all these guys do very well. If it's not in the NFL, then maybe in the new football league that, that's coming about. Maybe it's in business. Maybe it's in something else it, it, because that's where most people end up in something else. But, you know, we're just trying to give our opinion, which we're not experts, but uh, I, I'm going to be very interested to see because I got all my notes here and I'm sure you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we've been very realistic. Yeah. And, and I don't think that necessarily, you know, and, and sometimes not being drafted is, is sometimes the best yeah, fit for a lot of teams better than right. going to a right. horrible situation. You, you get to pick your fate. If you're, you know, undrafted free agent, you know, you can say you may get offers from three or four different teams or five different teams, and you can then pick the right scenario for your future and determine, do I want to go to X team? Because I can look at the roster and see who they're bringing in and see if I if, if that's the right scheme and right fit for me. So, you know, uh, like you said, all these guys will have, you know, I I believe will have great features regardless of where they get drafted or if they get drafted. And like you said, all these new football leagues are opening. So whether it's here or the UFL, UFL or the XFL, these guys will have the ability if they want to continue to play football. I have no doubt that these players we just mentioned will have the ability to go, to compete and play in a football league somewhere if they choose to do that or not. So Yeah, you know, I, I mean, because it, it's a tough go, and players we liked from previous teams. I mean, I'm thinking of this guy. I'm thinking of Cam McDonald. You know, yeah. Cam McDonald got drafted by Green Bay. I followed him a little bit. He was out of camp in, like, the first week. You know, I mean, he wasn't there long. The yeah. NFL, not for long. and. Yeah. He could drop three passes in a practice and be gone. I mean, it's that much pressure. Yeah. And and, and they just, they're not there to babysit people. They're there to win football games. And if you can't contribute to that winning, you're not going to be there. How many yep. kickers have we seen get cut, you know, in after missing a kick in a game? The next day yep. he's cut. Yep. yep. I mean, it's brutal. It's a brutal, brutal, brutal business. But... Uh, I did we miss anybody we think is going to be eligible out there? Uh, now here's one thing, KB. Did you notice we haven't talked about any offensive lineman that is eligible or you know for that's we don't have any elite offensive well, linemen. Okay, uh, I mean I know where you're going with this, but to be fair, none of them are eligible. Or, okay, or, or I don't see anybody that's going to be on the 24 team that I would put as a draft guy yet. 
be honest. Um, That's yeah. just my opinion. Maybe yeah, that'll change. I, that but... can be a whole. We, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think Maurice Smith is going to be a high okay. draft pick next year. But I mean, well, we can talk about that. But I, yeah, I, I would agree with you. We, 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 we can talk. Uh, about we don't need to get into that now. Yeah, we don't need to get in that now. All right. Uh, so that does now, it. Let, um, let me make one other thing, and I, I just want to make a comment. A Dagby says Deloach third round. No way. That to me, I would I would a, never a say Dagby, no way. I would never a, a say Dagby, no way to a Dagby, one of our loyal loyal viewers, uh, and and uh, part of our family here. I would never to say me, no way. To me, that is more of a, you know, we all love Kalen Deloach. We love his family has done wonderful things at the, you know, uh, around him and supported. He's a good, good player, but he's not going third round. I would be shocked. And I will come on his program and eat crow. If that were to happen, you know? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I would never say no way, but we um, fall in love with certain players. I think you agree with that, right? Yeah. We fall yeah. in love with certain players. You know, I'm a big, Braden Fisk guy, but I'm not going to project him as a first, second, or third round guy. I don't think. Well, I, I think that. the issue is is that we get so focused on our team that we forget there's what 150, 200 other oh. teams with oh. linebackers or safety absolutely, or and, and we don't we don't watch their games religiously yeah. and see their players and see their yeah. intangibles and stuff like that. So right and. and you know, we just basically, you know, we went on the field last year in my eyes. And, and so we, we do assume we have the best of the best, which we, you know, by all means we did, but you forget about, you know, teams that didn't have such great seasons doesn't mean they have garbage players. They just had maybe bad player, or, you know, bad play callers or, you know, didn't have. So yeah, it's hard because you do, we get obsessed with our players and what we have, but we forget there's all these other teams. But that we appreciate the, same way. the opinions yeah. of our yeah. viewers and the Dagme, we appreciate your opinion. That's what makes this fun. Okay? And if he goes, fun if he goes through rounds, I would love it. I, you know, I'm not hoping he I will publicly I apologize it. to a Dagby on this program. If he goes third round. I hope they all go high. I so. do too. We <laughs> yeah, do, I, we I, do if too. they all go high, even better. So uh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, all right, that's gonna do it. I think um, that'll yeah. do it. So thank you all for coming out. Enjoy now we were gonna yeah. bring up a few other issues. They're kind of minor things. We'll bring that up next time. Yeah, next time. All yeah. right, everyone, enjoy the Super Bowl. No matter who you're cheering for, who are you I don't picking? Really who are you picking? KB? I don't really care. I, I think I, the line is like two and a half points. San Francisco. I don't get that. I. I just don't care. Brock Purdy team. was Mr. Ir- what? Mr. Uh, irrelevant. irrelevant. That's not that. And that's unbelievable. And, but that's the whole thing. Like he's down in the Jordan Super Travis Bowl could go sixth or seventh round. And it's not a knock against him. You know, these teams, you know, you go sixth or seventh round. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be anything. You go undrafted. It doesn't mean you're not going to be anything. It's, you know, you work your tail off. You get in the right scenario, with the right team. Anything can happen, right? So that's why these are projections, scouts projections. They don't mean anything. But you work your tail off. You get in the right position with the right team. You get an opportunity, and you you see what happens. You you see what happens. That's it. I'm going to go with Mahomes. I don't think Brock Purdy is going to beat Mahomes. If he does, that is going to be a huge upset. And it's not only going to upset Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's going to, you know what? It's going to upset Taylor Swift. Oh, God. Okay. That's right. who it's really going to upset. 
Well, on that, on that, I will end it. I cannot have a Taylor oh, Swift debate yeah, in the chat. I, I got a phone on the on the Florida State line here. Oh God, here we go. All right. Well, you guys enjoy your Super Bowls. Get something good to eat. Get your snacks. Get your tailgates. Get your wings or whatever you're cooking. Enjoy that. Be safe. Do not. Uh, yeah. Be safe. Enjoy the game. Don't bet too much. Don't bet at all if you don't have to. But uh, you know, it's the it. biggest betting. They expect records in the amount of betting. I. I and you can bet anything. on anything, KB. You can. They're betting on what color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning coach. It's what color? Addiction. Yeah, it's addiction. They feed addiction. All right. Unbelievable. But right, so, if you have a gambling, call 1-800-I-GOT-GAMBLING-PROBLEMS. Yeah, all right, guys. Stay safe out there. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And we will see you all soon. Take care and go Knowles. Go Knowles. Go Knowles.